Welcome to M-Class Email. Oh man, it's the best email show on the internet. Your mama Unfor- says, I love it, I'm gonna have sex with it. <laughs> Unfortunately for your mama, uh, this might be the final episode of M-Class Email. And I know... What? Before you get too fucking angry and start emailing... Uh, I guess it wouldn't matter since we're not doing the show, but damn, <laughs> we're actually going to just be reading a couple emails at the end of the M-Class podcast episodes from now on. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why we started the M-Class email show is, by the way, I'm Jeff, y'all. Good to see you. Oh, yeah. I'm Josh. Uh, the reason why we started doing the email show is we got way too many emails to answer in M-Class podcast, like, if you look at the early podcast episodes, our runtime was approaching three hours. Is that what we did? <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember, man. It's a long time. Years ago now, actually. Oh, my God, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the reason why we started it. Uh, unfortunately, over the past, like, couple months, uh, we started getting less and less emails. I guess because we fucking suck. I don't know. And, Probably. Uh, <laughs> that's the reason. Uh, so, um, it's been a little bit more difficult to do email because, uh, we would have to solicit emails and stuff, and that's not really what the show was supposed to be about. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not trying to solicit. It no. says no soliciting on the door. I'm not trying to solicit. You can go to jail for that shit, so. Yeah, and if you're in the wrong state, you gotta have a license. It's crazy. Depending the on bureaucracy. who you solicit. Oh, right, yeah. That's, that's, Yeah. <laughs> Look, I was thinking like regular plot prostitution. <laughs> M class email is not going away forever. True. The, the fact of the matter is, if we start getting like too many emails to do on the podcast proper again, we'll probably just resurrect it. Like, call this a hiatus. Yeah, it's like summer vacation. Except it <laughs> might really be like that song where school's out forever. School's out for summer. Who is that? Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. You're right. You're right. When you're right, you're right, Josh. When you're right, you're right. <laughs> um, so join us today, your Trek boys, in honoring 40 episodes of M-Class uh-huh. Email. The big 40. Just like we're having like a midlife crisis. That's Just what like, it is. What happens? I'm going to need to go buy like a fucking Camaro or something. Join us in honoring all those emailers who uh, don't care about us anymore, so they stop sending in emails. Yeah, are they busy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for everybody who did email in. Uh, nobody is required to send emails to us. Uh, it was our own hubris. We flew too close to the sun. That's right. We got too cocky, kid. We did 40 episodes where we had too many emails. Well, we did like 33 episodes where we had too many emails. Yeah. And we were, like, fucking picking and choosing like kings. <laughs> it was a <laughs> it was a buyer's market. <laughs> I don't uh, know. <laughs> but now we're destitute for emails. Yeah. We uh, are going like to the, the shelter to live. We're like the Duke brothers at the end of trading places. <laughs> <laughs> and we deserve it just as much just, as they nah, do. No, maybe not as much. They were super racist. <laughs> That's true. As far as they know, neither of us are racist. Yeah. So <laughs> Only to, like, Klingons and shit. It's true. Although my accent might sound like it, I'm not racist. <laughs> I don't even hear it anymore. Um, so join us for one final episode. Oh, man, take a email. shot every time we get an email. 
Um, our first of our last emails shot is from Phantom Thief Goofus. I love that Goofus. I love that Goofus. There's actually a thing. There was a thing going on in the Discord where uh, everyone had changed their names to Phantom Thief something, <laughs> and they were funny. all being Goofus, even though That's Goofus great. is not in the Discord. The Discord, he's not in there. He couldn't even appreciate it. Well, now he knows. There's a conspiracy theory around Phantom Thief Goofus. Did you? Oh, know? is it? I had look. I, this this M class rabbit hole is like it's ever changing. It I is, can't keep it's up. It's too deep. I can't keep up. I went in there earlier and they all had the word craze in their names. I don't know what the fuck that I means. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> let them do it. Just let them. Yeah, do they're it. having a good time. Uh, <laughs> the conspiracy theory is that Phantom Thief Goofus mm-hmm. is Tim Russ. <laughs> really? He's pretending to not be Tim Russ, <laughs> even though he's a huge fan of M Class. He doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want anyone to know that he's a fan of our show. Yeah. If it is Tim Russ, that would be incredible. I would love it if Phantom Thief Goofus ended up being Tim, Tim Russ. Tim Russ. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so the title of the email is Space Email. <laughs> it's Tim. I can tell. <laughs> That's how he titles them. Josh and Tim are like this. <laughs> Ahoy, Trek boys. We got to do it for the last one, right? Yeah. Trek, Trek boys! We're saying it's the last one, even though we just said it probably was It wasn't. probably won't be. But anyway, <laughs> hopefully Josh is feeling better from his space skeleton fever or whatever it was. My skeleton hopped out of my mouth hole and danced around, and I just was like a puddle like Alex Mack on yeah. the bed. It was a lot of fucking xylophone noises for some reason. They that's don't teach you that in biology class. Yeah. That's like like the seventh year of med school they teach you that. <laughs> Sorry I haven't written in in a couple of episodes. I was executing a cool heist for a mysterious briefcase in Space Vegas. Damn, that sounds fun. Like Ocean's Eleven. It turns out it was drugs, so I threw it in a black hole. I'm no drug runner. Ah, <laughs> uh, a thief with a heart. I gotta I like pitch that. it or ditch it for you guys. Okay, I'm ready. Peyote. TNG. Picard has a vision of the future. He has a vague premonition about him in a vineyard and a bad CGI irrigation drone. <laughs> he tells <laughs> He tells Troy about this and she asks, "So are you hopeful about this vision?" The card then looks into the camera and shrugs. Oh, pitch, pitch That's that. Pretty on the nose. I love it. I'll pitch I see it. What you, I see what you did there, Tim. He does have a B plot. Tim Russ has a B plot for us. <laughs> Tim Tim Russ Goofus. It's hard to say. Uh, Tim Goofrus. There you go. Somebody in the Discord did that. Well, just steal Fanta- it. I won't Fan know. Tim Thief Goofrus. Goofrus. Wow. I think that was Ben. I think Ben Bueller did that. That's one. good. I like that. Uh, B plot. Data celebrates Father's Day by himself because he absorbed the memories of Lol, and it would be <laughs> something she would probably want to do. That's too sad. I'm ditching that. <laughs> Man, The Offspring was a pretty good episode, just like the band. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I think the episode might have been better than the, the episode band. is better than the band. Even I though I do like the band. I don't like. Yeah, I don't hate the band. They're good. I just think the episode's better. Anyway, Riker spends the day with him because he already punched his dad in the face and has nothing better to do. Yeah. Plus, he might be a father, so why not? It's amazing. <laughs> Worf also tags along because he too is a dad. Then he gets beaten up by the son of that barrel that crippled. <laughs> 
I'm going to hard pitch that one. All right. You had me at punching a dad. I was like, all right, that sounds like a Father's Day we could get behind. See you, Space Trek boys. You're going to carry that space weight. Man, so, so many fucking Cowboy Bebop references. Signed, Phantom Thief Goofus, captain and founder of Cool Crimes, Inc., no cops allowed. Cool Damn. ghost emoji. Amazing. Thank you, Tim Russ. Great. Appreciate that email, Tim. Tim Russ <laughs> loves the show. I can't believe it. I mean, I can, but I really... I, I just have to, like, say I, I can't believe it, so I appear humble. <laughs> I would uh, like to take this moment to um, remind everybody that we had a Pitch It or Ditch It contest going yeah. on. Yeah. The um, deadline was last night, so I've gone through all of our... They don't know what entrance. last night was. Last night was the 29th of, yeah. of May. May. So I, don't I, know I went what last through... Night was. <laughs> I went through our entrance. Uh-huh. We had Jack Frazee, Captain VSK. We had um, Paul Turner, Poppy yeah. Jenkins, okay. and Protodam all sent in. Mm-hmm. Their peyotes for redeeming Wesley Crusher, which was an impossible task that we tasked people with. It's and, almost torture, I would say. It's cruel and unusual. And it was in order to win a Blu-ray box set of the Star Trek, the original series, movie series. Awesome prize. As given by um, Flesh Colored Ranger, <laughs> which is a very off-putting name, but a very great guy. His uh his Twitter uh picture is oh I always see it like I just always see it and I always kind of like dreams yeah I close my <laughs> eyes and I see it and I'm like Ugh. in your nightmares it follows you down alleys Ugh. um <laughs> however the winner was the one person I didn't mention hopefully they were probably like fuck you didn't what get the it fuck? yeah yeah but uh, the the winner was Harvey Rollins civilian hollow program designer. And son of Henry Rollins. Yes. Son that Henry Rollins loves very much, but is never mentioned publicly. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, it is a fairly long pitch it or ditch it that I will, um, I'll post on the Twitter or something. Like, I'll post, like, some screen grabs of it on the okay. Twitter so you guys can, yeah. uh, can read it. But the gist of it is that, um... Back on the USS Stargazer, where Picard was working with Wesley Crusher's dad, yeah, um, they were under attack by a Ferengi and used a Picard maneuver that um, warped that like warped the ship th- uh, like from one location to another and left behind an after image in order to right. fool the Ferengi. And then, of course, uh, Wesley's father dies because he has to die. From whiplash from the Picard maneuver? Yeah. He, he gets, like, severely injured because he had to use his own hand as the conductor to get the warp to execute. Damn. So he died a great hero, and he's also a genius since he figured out how to turn a hand into a warp conductor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, the idea good. is his soul was transferred... Okay. Into Wesley Crusher's body by this, he was oh, fuck. He he was like overwritten into Wesley Crusher's existence, so that they shared one existence together. Wesley oh had no God. idea about this. Oh my so God. the reason why Wesley was so fucking smart and he could figure out all these problems is that dad. his father was doing it for him. I like that. I like it. And like, 
like Harvey went through like a bunch of different episodes where yeah. Wesley like figured something out or knew something. His whole life story basically with his father's genius and soul like imprinted on him. Uh-huh. And then when he go when the villager at the end the Native American reveals himself to be the traveler. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh takes he, him away on a he accompanies him. Uh, Fantastic he, voyage, slide, yeah. slide, slippity slide. He gets to speak with his father's spirit as they're separated, okay. and learns that they've been together this whole time. Like Wesley's been like craving his father. Oh, uh, that's kind of being cool. returned and like knowing who his father is this whole life, and he's been right. with him the whole time. That's all right. I think that's as close as we're gonna get. Right? I think that is like I still don't like Wesley, but it makes me feel for him a little. Yeah, bit, I feel actually. like I feel like it's, uh, yeah, agreed. And yeah. it also like explains away all of his like Mary Sueness. His Mary Sueness, or what's the male Larry Lou? Gary Stu. Gary Stu. It's something like that. Yeah. So Harvey Rollins, please get in contact with us with your shipping information. You can send that to yeah. class email at gmail.com. You are the Pitch It or Ditch It Challenge winner. Amazing. Our first Pitch It or Ditch It Challenge. Thank you so much, everybody who entered, and hopefully you'll enjoy those DVDs, Harvey. Yeah. Blu-rays. (laughs) Blu-rays. Sorry. Blu-rays. You're going to need a Blu-ray player. Give him a round of applause. Hold your hands away from the mic. That's a golf clap for you. Hell yeah. (laughs) So, uh, moving on to our regularly scheduled emails. Uh, our next email. Somebody win another prize in this one? I hope oh, so. Oh no, I wish. Uh, our next email is from Charles. In charge of me. You make that joke every time. <laughs> you gotta keep them consistent, man, or they'll start to think there's something wrong with you. <laughs> it is entitled Fun Fact The Pennington Maneuver is when you get a drawing based strain injury. <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. That's a bad maneuver, everybody. Don't use that oh, one. Oh, man. Hey there, two rig boys! Greetings from a wormhole next to Satellite M. Shit, I was wondering what that was. Oh, is that what that's keeping me up all night? It's just constant bright light. I thought wormholes yeah. were supposed to eat light. No, it's black holes. Ugh. <laughs> uh, somehow, a Ferengi businessman, one Mo Latinum, <laughs> realized that the wormhole here shoots radio broadcasts across all of time and space. Wow. He rigged up a probe to transmit ads. The frequency will interfere with brainwaves in humans. So while we're setting up a dampening field, I'd like to get your opinion on some mini topics. Okay. One, ghosts. Most of the time, Mm. Star Trek has ghosts. It's horrible. Is it because Star Trek hugs the line of hard sci-fi that it feels out of place? Uh, Yeah, we were just talking about that. That's so weird. Yeah, I'm always talking about the ghost of Fuck Crusher. <laughs> you you want to be that ghost. <laughs> Why not me in my afterlife, right? Yeah. Well, like, the thing is, like, because it's Star Trek, you know it's not a ghost. Like, it's never a ghost. It's like Scooby-Doo. It's never a fucking ghost, right? It's always, like, Old Man Withers. And in Star Trek, it's always, like, a super sentient being yeah, from like another dimension or whatever. Fucking phase disruption. Yeah, yeah. Keeping somebody out of line with our dimension. Like, Yeah, it's always some bullshit. I think it's it so, is because they try and explain away the ghost with, like, a science fiction reason. And they're never yeah. doing a ghost for, like, horror reasons. It's always, right. like, this is weird. It's the exact opposite of why X-Files works, where, like, yeah. sometimes it is a ghost, right? Like, in the X-Files, it's like, there's some crazy shit. But <laughs> they were like, 
We, they don't use it for spookiness. They don't try and make a scary story with ghosts. They try and make a sexy story with ghosts. <laughs> sexy story with ghosts. Or like, like guess like when the 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 uh, Mark Twain. It's like they're like kind of scary and they're kind of ghosts, but they're not or some shit, right? Like they're like Ophidian, like the snake demon things. I don't fucking know. Um, so I think that answers that one. Yeah, it's because fucking it's always old man withers. <laughs> Fucking old man withers. Always dressing up like a ghost trying to fuck Crusher. Two goblins. <laughs> you mean Ferengi? Ghosts. Yeah, he does, actually. Yeah. Go- the number one was ghosts, and the second one is goblins. I very much appreciate Good that. Good game. Good game. If the Ferengi were attacked by a species that specifically wanted to eradicate them, how would the galaxy's factions respond? They wouldn't let it happen. Well, the Federation would. No, the Federation would for sure step in. Yeah, the Federation. I think the Klingons yeah. probably would not help the Federation with that, though. Because uh, Klingons hate Ferengi. Yeah, they might, unless there, if there was like some kind of trade, like maybe like the Ferengi are really good at getting blood wine or gawk or something. I'll you know what I mean? Like, you know who would get in on it is no. the Cardassians. Yeah. They would for sure, like, show up and be Yomic like... sauce. Like, we're trying to, like... We're reaching out a hand of friendship to try yeah. and help you or whatever, but they would for sure be trying to take their resources. Yeah, they want the way that, as well. Dude, they want the Yamak sauce, dude. Gotta what get that Yamak sauce. Is that what's called, Yamak sauce? Yeah, Yamak sauce. There's a, um... Fish There's a guts. tumbler called, um... Food Replicator. Okay. Where this lady goes through all these recipes that people, that all these things that people eat and drink on Star Trek and creates them in real life. That's awesome. And Yo, she I, made Yamek sauce using like uh, hollandaise and stuff, and it looks fucking amazing. I bet it's good, but the, I just, oh god, the, the, yeah, the fish ugh. guts juice doesn't sound great. Uh, I got, uh, I don't think she'll listen to this. Uh, my friend Zane, I got her the uh, Skyrim cookbook for her birthday. Oh, that's awesome. And I was like looking at it, and I was like, I want this book. I'm just going to fucking keep it. <laughs> so she didn't get it, is what you're no, saying? No, it's not her birthday yet, but like... I, I I can't make any of the thing. Like, I'm not good enough to do that shit. And, like, she'll actually, like, try to, like, make it and shit, you know? I won't. I'll never try. So I, it's The thing is, like, I'm really thinking about going through the food replicator site and, like, and trying try to it. make some of that stuff. I would love to do that. That'd be great, man. Like, I especially want to try, like, plumeek soup. Yeah. Like, they, they make it out of beets and stuff, and I've never eaten beets, really. Well, so get ready like for it. your butthole to look like it's bleeding, dude. Good. <laughs> Fucking good. It's gonna scare you. You're gonna be like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, she has, like, Ractagino recipes. I would are, love like, to try they that. They have, like, a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of cinnamon in them. I bet it... Oh, God, but how strong? It's, like... Is it like espresso? I always thought it was like super strong. Like apparently the way she makes it, it's stronger than regular coffee, but it's not like espresso. Strong. Like Vietnamese coffee? Like do you ever probably have probably something coffee? like that? Yeah, it's so strong. It's like goddamn crazy. It's probably not that strong then, but because c- she mentions it not being anywhere near as strong as they they mention it being sometimes. Oh well, I want the real thing, man. But then, I like, want the real damn thing. Jake Cisco wouldn't be fucking drinking it if it was that strong. Yeah, but it's like, replicated, so it's probably fine, right? Like yeah. they probably like don't. Like it's probably like she made the replicated version of it, right? Right, like the synthahol version of Arachnogeno. And that's the cool thing as well as, like, every alcohol that anyone has ever drank in Star Trek is on that as a mixed drink. That's awesome. And Dorian <laughs> Ale. Yep. Oh. 
Well, it looks cool as hell too, and like the the cup that she has, it's like blue green. as fuck. Oh fuck! It looks so cool. I have to link it to you. I want Remind to me before that. we get off this. I will not remember. <laughs> um, three ghosts again. Remember okay. the time the Enterprise almost met Jesus? It was on the space <laughs> Roman planet. That was weird, yeah. wasn't it? Is Jesus a ghost? <laughs> The Holy Ghost. Oh, that's right. He's like three things. He's like, like him, and then he's like his dad, and then he's like he's, a ghost. He's Goku, Super Saiyan Goku, <laughs> and Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Oh, God Goku is he? Yeah. Isn't God Goku? Yeah. What's Goku with the red hair? What's that one? Um, that's Ultra like new... Instinct Goku. Is that it? I have yeah. a toy of that. I got a toy uh, of that. Dragon Ball Super is lame. Like, I know there's yeah. a lot of people who love it, but, like, I do get a real fucking kick out of it, because, like, I don't watch a whole lot of it, but after Dragon Ball Z ended, like, yeah. the internet was just chock full of this shit called Dragon Ball AF after Future. Dragon Ball as fuck. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and like all it was was people coming up with hideous, stupid new Super Saiyan forms, and they, yeah, like, go through yeah. dimensions and fight each other. Oh, my God. And that's God. what Dragon Ball Super is. They did the same thing. It's the same thing, <laughs> yeah. No, after Z ends, that's it for me. Even, like, the like, the Boo saga, like, I, I couldn't do without that. It gets, it gets a little ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm good. It, there yeah. really is, like, it hits this height at... Cell. The Frieza saga. The Frieza saga is like uh, where the greatest evil in the universe is the villain. Yeah, and Goku fucking obliterates a planet to kill him. Yeah, and uh, then the next the next arc is let's have a tournament. Oh, uh, what's the next one? Isn't there like the, the cell garlic? One. Oh yeah, but garlic is like the mini one. That's garlic happens that. like before the Saiyans even. Oh, is that true? I don't remember. I think he it's... comes back. Because Goku's like dead in the second one. Yeah. I like the Cell Saga. Cell's okay. Cell Saga's I mean, good, but like I feel yeah. like it really reached its peak. You can't go... I mean, there's nothing after that, right? Like, what is... Like, then, like, like Gohan is a superhero. It's like, who, God, who cares? I love that. Like, I think it's funny as hell. But, super um, Saiyan Man. The, um, he's banging his Hercules daughter. Dude, I used to really fucking love... I still do love the movies that came to America, like the Dragon yeah. Ball Z movies. Like I have uh, the, the Broly one. I have that one. Oh, yeah. Like, With the really soundtrack love... featuring Sum 41. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a fucking PMV. Like I, uh, I fucking love, like, uh, World's Strongest. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, like, Tree of Might and shit. Those are great oh, movies. Fuck. Man, I gotta watch these. World's Strongest has, like, a great little storyline where, like, this mad scientist wants the perfect body for his brain. Like, he's a brain in a jar oh, and a robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and see he wants the one. perfect body, and he thinks the strongest man on Earth is Master Roshi because he's old. He he's doesn't old. know about any of the new heroes. <laughs> so he kidnaps Master Roshi, and Goku shows up to save him, and, like, Goku just fucking trounces all over everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> That's, like, pure, like, fan fiction, right? Like, then yeah. Goku shows up and just beats the shit out of everyone. Like, he, he like, it seems like he might have a hard time for, like, a second, but then he yeah. just starts fucking everybody up. Yep, it's great. Um, <laughs> he continues, after that question, he says, Do you love the taste of algae mix? It's the new supplement from... Oh, oh. I blacked out for a second there. 
Oh, his scanner wore off or something. But I think the dampening field is online now, and it looks like the timeline is stable. Anyway, oh, have God. fun on that satellite, boys. Yeah, we will. Signed, Charles, Agent, Starfleet Intelligence, and now, Patron. Yay! Welcome aboard. Get on that Discord and change your name to something stupid. Yeah, everybody loves it. <laughs> it's the new hot shit. It's the new hotness. Everybody change your name to new hotness. <laughs> new hotness than your name. Yeah. Um, thank you, Charles. Good email. I, I did see something out the window, uh, but Perfect Strangers was on. So <laughs> It's always on, dude. <laughs> We're on like season 90, and they only made like seven seasons. <laughs> we just keep holodecking new seasons together. Standing tall. Fuck, I love that theme. If it's you, amazing. Did I ever link you to the, the explicit version of that that somebody no, did? I don't, I don't think they so. They literally just changed, like, they add fucking twice into uh, it. That's cool. Fucking standing dude. on the wings of our dreams. Is that, that's got to be one of the best themes to any show oh, ever. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I love that it's song. It's so good. Our next email is from uh, Captain Desrath. Who oh, I've hey. been calling by his full name the whole time, Ben. Ben. The the hero of Pride Month That's for right. M-Class Podcast fans. Yep. And uh, it is entitled LGBT Trek. There you go. So I'm guessing it's going to be a short email. Okay. Considering how little of that exists. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like shrouded in metaphor. Uh, my dearest trek em up boys. <laughs> In honor of Pride Month, I, th- I thought it'd be a good time to reflect on LGBT plus Star Trek episodes that I really mm-hmm. liked and left a positive impression on. Okay, that's good. Unfortunately, I couldn't think of a single one. Oh, he got so, me! <laughs> so then I thought, surely there must be one I've just forgotten. So I looked up a list of LGBT plus representation episodes for inspiration, and uh, what you know, it still came up short. Yeah, there's not a, ever a direct, uh, like coming out of and saying it right like there's never yeah, yeah it's, it's always like, uh, some sort of like alien like the like the transgendered one yeah sort of like, that's like a, a backwards metaphor like if you flip the metaphor which um yeah it muddies the metaphor a little bit but yeah the metaphor doesn't work that well <laughs> their heart was in the right place is really all i can say about it yeah i don't know man um i know this has come up previously and we've also been talking about it on the discord from time to time conversations uh-huh. you yes you could take a part of for as little <laughs> as one dollar a month oh thanks that's such a good commercial <laughs> but star trek has a real lgbt plus problem all the yeah. episodes that came to mind either end with conversion therapy or have some BS twist to them so that either the characters aren't actually LGBT+. Right. See, those previous two episodes with Trill are only fake versions of them all. Right, See, right. Mira, Mirror, Kira, and Esri. Yeah. While we're on the subject, the Mirror Universe LGBT plus stuff is the worst. Applying queerness to your villains and making them more other is the oldest trick in the book and 100% not positive representation. Yeah, it's, it's uh, lame. It's super fucking lame. Recently, folks on the Discord watched the DS9 documentary What We Left Behind. Oh, fuck. I want to see that. I fuck. did, too. Like, I missed it. Like, I just completely missed it. By the Where time was I heard it? It was a Fathom event. It's Fathom. Like, you gotta, I'm not doing Fathom. Fuck that yeah, shit. <laughs> that's, like, I'm sure they're going to release it somewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. I'll pick it up or something. 
Apparently, Iris Stephen Bear straight up says that they didn't do enough to tell the stories of the queer community. Yeah. The modern series aren't much better in this regard. No, they're worse, I think. Yeah. Because, Enterprise, like, there's no excuse. That's, that's like, the rant I went on last episode. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse that they wouldn't be doing so much more and so much better in the year 2019, right. you know? Right. Um, Enterprise does a little bit better with its AIDS analogy. Disease transmitted by mind melding, which can only be performed by an ostracized minority. Yeah, yeah. But it's about 20 years too late. Disco has a gay couple, but then they just go ahead and bury one of them. (laughs) Uh, Spoilers, they bring him back, and then he hates his husband, and they get a divorce, so... (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, I feel like, I feel like, uh, as, as, like, incomplete as the, uh stories were back t- like 20 30 years ago what's the reason now <laughs> like why yeah, can't I mean, they had the why whole, are like... there no story and and part of it i think is because discovery is fucking like so fucking up its own butt about being like a fucking uh uh what non non-episodic that like they don't they they can't just take time out to like tell a story about these people it's true and i mean like it's 100% true, like, the whole bury your gays thing. Like, you can't have two yeah. gay characters in a show who are into each other because one of them then has to die. Because what if the audience thinks it's icky? I don't understand <laughs> it. I, I, I don't. I, one of the only parts I like about the new Star Trek is when uh, Sulu meets his husband and their kid. I was like, oh, that's so great. Because, like... I feel like they should have done a little bit more with that. Even it's like, a it's a nod to to George Takai. I know he doesn't like it for whatever reason. I've never understood his reason. I don't understand. I, I look he it's he played the guy whatever. But like it's a nod to George and 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 Kirk is there like like finding it like really wholesome. It's a really nice moment. It's the only good thing that ever fucking came out of those movies, honestly. And like. But what's the point now? Like, what's the problem now? Like, I don't know, man. I just don't understand why they well, the can't. Thing, the thing about Discovery is, like, they, f- they like, fridge the, the like, boyfriend. I don't know if they're married or not. But I like, think they were. I think they were. I've, I've constantly referred to them that way. But I they, think like, so. They yeah. fridge his husband, Stamets' husband. Yeah. And they bring him back, and then they don't, like, love each other. He doesn't love him anymore or whatever. And it's, like... You made the two cardinal mistakes in a row for having gay characters. I don't understand. You killed your gays, and then you ruined any sort of relationship they had with each other. Why doesn't he love them anymore? (laughs) It's all for fucking, like, interpersonal conflict's sake. We have to make up the dumbest fucking personal conflicts we can make up. Right. It's not hard enough to, like, be on a ship with your husband and, like... And like be gay, right? It's like, yeah, and it was but like one a, of them dies. It was like an O'Brien and Keiko situation, as yeah. Well, where like yeah. he's not in Starfleet, right? Right. And it was like, there's a lot of conflict that can come up from that, but instead he just gets killed and resurrected, and he doesn't feel his feelings anymore. The end. Man, I don't even. I don't it even might know change. That show. They might do something better, but for now, it's like it's pretty piss poor considering like the environment for representation we're in at this point. I like, don't there are children's shows with like yeah, fucking LGBTQ She-Ra. plus representation. She-Ra, man, I watched the end of Shira and the, and the, uh, what's his name? Bo, Bo. has two dads. Bo has two dads. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's I awesome. did a really cool commission that um, uh, a fellow named Graham, mm-hmm. skeleton gentleman on everything. I think he. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, commissioned me to do um, Bo wearing a t-shirt that says, I heart my two I saw dads that. on it. I saw that. that and I had good. a lot of fun doing that one because he always awesome. has his stomach showing. So I was like, fuck, I'm going to do like a tied off crop top. <laughs> like a fucking crop to top. It. Yeah. And it was so fun. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like there's a different world of representation at this point, And it feels like Star Trek is still muddying around in the old one. Yeah, well, Star Trek isn't good anymore, so I don't know why we're surprised. Or um, It's just sad. It's just fucking stupid. I think it's uh, dumb as shit. Uh, ben continues, I guess my point is, if we want positive future LGBT plus folks, we need to work together to make it ourselves. Yeah. If you want a small way to start, you can do so today by adding or upping a pledge to the M-Class Podcast Patreon through the month of June. That's Pride Month, folks. Woo! After all the payments have processed, I'll be matching pledges over $500 to donate to the Trevor Project with a maximum of $750 donation. Do it! Let's make him pay! <laughs> at the time of this writing, we are looking at $314 for donating. Almost halfway. In addition, one Tapon of the USS Tapon's radio program has what? pledged to match my donations. Tapon. Bringing the running total to $628. Nice. Finally, if you'd like to contribute directly to the Trevor Project, which is an amazing, amazing nonprofit organization mm-hmm. for helping like uh, LGBTQ+. Teenagers and especially those that are at risk of suicide. It's a suicide yeah. prevention hotline is their main purpose. You can head on over to www.thereicontributed.com. If you donate via this route, please remember to dedicate the donation to First Name M Class, Last Name Podcast. Nice. Let's go show the world our pride. Yeah! Yours proudly, Captain... Of the mess hall aboard the USS Lollipop F, <laughs> Desrath. Wait, was it always the F? No, it, it's every. It started out as the A. <laughs> He's going through ships like crazy, man. Actually, it started out as the USS Lollipop. It was so. just the regular. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, uh, it's a ship of all captains. There's a whole like behind the scenes story. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of a lot of these. That it is. That one's funny though. But uh. Think about that. Like, if we get $750 yeah. for donating to the Trevor Project, like, if we can get that much money in for um, Ben to be donating it, then Tapon will come in and match it, and we will be giving the Trevor Project $1,500. I would love to do that. I would love for that to happen. That would that be. Would- absolutely fucking amazing like josh and i have a very small platform here with m class yeah and it would be really great to do something that amazing with it or at least help facilitate something that amazing we're not the ones who are doing it right right. ben's idea right right but yeah no i agree i think that would be it would be really it would make me feel really good and i think it's it's for a, a really really good cause so so um, definitely up your pledge for that. You'll be helping us to make the podcast better, as always, and you'll be getting um, access to a ton of free content as well, but you'll be um, creating a um, donation to the Trevor Project, the likes of which none of us could do on our own. Yep. So We need um, you. <laughs> so do it. Do it. Make yeah. it so, actually. There make you it go. So. 
Uh, thank you for that email, Ben, and thank you for just being a really great guy. Yeah, thanks for the uh, for doing that and writing that out loud so we could read it because it's hard to remember all of that information. I have a saved email that has all that information. There you in go. It, thankfully, that mm-hmm. I refer to over and over again. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm pretty good at the pitch. I feel no, like you're I good. Could... You're good. You're better at it than I am. I'm not good at. It. I had to do that shit with uh, uh, the fo- the uh, football podcast, and I did okay. But I'm not a very good like ad reader. There's a flow to it. I don't have. I think you could do it if you believed in yourself more. Uh, well, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made me immediately think that I could do sponsorships for the podcast and still make them fun and interesting. Because I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at, at doing that. I think you can read like, like, copy like really well. Thank you. I'm I finally can't. good at something. <laughs> Our next email is from Boston Sean B. Sean Dupri, and it's entitled "Best of Both Worlds." Very ingeniously entitled. That's the name of the show we just watched. Jeff, Josh, you wonderful boys of Trek. Hi. Big fan of cliffhangers here. (laughs) This episode came out when I was six. I was most certainly not watching Star Trek at six years old. What were you fucking doing, man? (laughs) I wonder what it would have been like in 1990, ending season three in this fashion. Josh knows. I remember it. I mean, I was seven, and my, like, worldview was, like, super limited, but, like... I, I knew, like, how crazy it was. Because, I, lo- I mean, I love Star Trek. I would watch it, like, all the time. I, I like It was, like, Star Trek, because I didn't have cable. So I got to watch, like, three things. Like, Star mm-hmm. Trek and, like, The Simpsons was just coming. Or, you know, like, some shit like that, right? Like, did you watch Married with Children? I did. Mostly at my grandparents, though. They had it on a lot. My, my parents didn't watch it. My parents loved it. And I actually loved it, too. When yeah, I was it's, a kid. it's I super still, funny. I still mention four touchdowns in a single game. Yes, all the I time. do too. I do too, man. <laughs> what did I say the other day? I was like, I was like, oh, Todd Gurley, he's like the Al Bundy of football players. <laughs> I mention that all the time when I like I'm making fun of like people who live their glory yeah, days in, in high, high school. school. Yeah, I'm always like, man, it's just like scoring four <laughs> touchdowns in a single game. Like, Uncle you never Rico. forget that he's gonna throw that football over that mountain, dude. <laughs> Um, TV was a lot different then. There was there wasn't gossip blogs and Twitter to theorize. All yeah. you had was water cooler talk, and somehow I don't think Trek was a huge topic for the cooler. Not with Cheers on. <laughs> oh, what the fuck were people talking about with Cheers? Will they or won't they? Yeah, Cheers was dude. I I I will admit I hate Cheers. I hate it. I I think Cheers is better than Frasier, but I still don't like either of them that much. I watched all of Frasier. Because I had a girlfriend who loved Frasier. I hate Frasier. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I'm not, like, into it. Like, I don't like it that so much. So you're, like, more of a... You like Frasier more than Cheers. I do, like I do. I'm yeah, the exact che- opposite. Like, Cheer, like, my dad loved Cheers, and, like, I don't know if it's because, like, he liked it, and I, like, wasn't really old enough to, like, get it or whatever, but maybe. I was always just like, why are they always here? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's a good question. Like, they're the always in the Cheers. bar. The thing with Cheers is there was like a five in eight hundred episode chance that Harry the Hat was gonna show up yeah. and like trick everybody. And oh, I loved that when I was a kid. I so. watched Night Court. I did watch Night Dude, Court. Dude, I fucking love Night Court. Still yeah. to this day. Great yeah. show. Night Court's great. Dude, fuck yeah. I do remember watching this episode in syndication, but at that point I only needed to wait a day to see it resolved. 
Yeah. However, it was in standard definition, and I couldn't tell that the Borg had put prosthetic abs on our captain. I couldn't help but laugh <laughs> upon rewatch. Nah, man, dude, those, those are real. prosthetic. Yeah, those are real, dude. Those are his real abs forcing their way through <laughs> the metal. Yeah, because they're it, so strong. He like bent the prop. He like bent it to conform to his rippling abs. Now he just put it on, and the abs like burst into it like a cartoon. They were like, boom, 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 boom. yeah. <laughs> And then one more somehow. <laughs> but you don't see it, so where is it? Yeah. <laughs> and now, pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> one, after mind melding with Sarek, Picard adopts his mating cycle. Thursday oh. at 8, catch Pawn far, far away. Oh my god. Uh, 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 you know what? Fuck it. Pitch it. You could do an actual Star Trek episode out of that. That like could, the lingering could. effects of Sarek's mind meld has given Picard Ponfar, and they have to figure out a way to get him to get rid yeah. of Ponfar and a human the first it time could, ever. It could be like a somewhat kind of funny episode, like a tongue-in-cheek episode, right? Yeah, like, like Crusher's trying to fucking yeah. treat him, and he's trying to get the real trying, treatment. Yeah, you know? he's trying to get trying to get cured. So it would be like the Enterprise episode, but way more rapey and creepy. <laughs> So ditch it. <laughs> so, yeah, you know what? After that, you're right, I think. Uh, two, Jordy accidentally loses the warp core in a poker game. Picard <laughs> needs to win it back in a space billiards tournament. Call it Dom Jot Junkies. Oh, my God. You know what? I want to ditch that, but I also want to see it. Weirdly, I, yeah, I would watch that. I don't know how you lose the warp core in well, a poker game. You couldn't but... have. you couldn't have them, like... Uh, take the warp core out. Like you'd have to like make it so like aliens like have, like lay claim to it or something. And they go to like maybe, a space station where like, like maybe it's like they end up meeting a race who um who every type of problem they have they solve through gambling. Yeah, they're like gamblers. And yeah, they um like the crew mistake that they don't understand they that. think it's they just think a they're game. just playing yeah. a game yeah and like jordy makes a joke he's like well i don't have anything else unless you guys would accept Want the warp core the yeah. Warp yeah. core. Yeah. and they're all like we would and he's like no i was just joking and then they like pull out their guns on him and, and he they're has like, to sit do down yeah yeah and then he has to yeah but they don't i like i guess like the story would be then how do they like maybe it's like kind of like the DS9 episode where they go to the holodeck to pull off of Ocean's Eleven. They have to like scam their way back into like oh yeah, you know, like Picard has to back. like like it could be as simple as like Picard is like we don't we we'll have like a billiards tournament, but right. we don't have any billiards on the ship, so we'll have to go to the holodeck. Right, and they program the holodeck so that they win. Right, like there's no way for Picard to lose, so he like runs a shark like game like a fucking he hustles shark game. On yeah, him. yeah, and like Data is like somehow like malfunctions or something and like he can't play pool like he's their ringer or some shit like yeah, that but Picard has to do it but he's yeah, like I haven't up. played billiards since my college since my days yeah. in the academy since I got stabbed in the chest and now I have this fucking fake heart in me I'm gonna pitch this uh, realistic version of the episode we yeah. created yeah I will also pitch it uh, same plot as above but it's Tom Paris and Janeway nope <laughs> uh, ditch it Tom Paris, I don't want to watch him do anything. No. I don't I don't care. I, don't I wouldn't dislike Tom Paris in the same way a lot of other people do. I do yeah. find him very boring. He's he's milk toast, man. For like the space criminal, he's like a fucking boring ass 
moron. Ugh. <laughs> um, I wouldn't watch him fuck his wife. <laughs> uh, so Tom Paris was like supposed to be the bad boy, right? Why yeah. would you choose the guy who looks like Howdy Doody to be your bad boy? It's they fucked up. They really fucked up when they made him not the character that is from TNG. Like yeah, they really needed name, to do yeah. that. They need it. Like I don't. I don't know why. I just fuck. Just pay the guy. <laughs> um, pay him off. Four Deep Space Nine hosts a chili cook-off, but Cisco's family spices have gone missing. Odo's on the case. All right. I'm turning uh, to Kevin here. I love all these ones about. Quark food. has stolen it for sure. <laughs> like he's in the chili cook-off. Yeah. Here's here's a, a punch-up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go. Here's a punch-up for that. Uh, the chili cook-off is because an alien species is visiting the Federation aboard mm. the the station. Yeah, the USS Nine. Yeah. And they are big into chili. They like, love, they love hot Earth stuff. chili. Yeah, they like spicy and, foods. Yeah, and so they love spicy foods. It's all they eat. So they yeah. found they like when they met humans the first time, they got really into chili. Right. So they have a chili cook-off with them, and <laughs> the aliens put up like this like. It's supposed to be a diamond or whatever, right? Right. But it turns out that it is the perfect shape and quantum density to focus a laser <laughs> through that is so unbelievably powerful that every fucking weapons runner in the, the quadrant tries to steal it. it. Yeah, it's like so a... So they all show up to the chili cook It's like a kyber crystal, right? Like you can, And, yeah. like, somebody has stolen Cisco's family spices because they found out that he's won the chili cook-off every time they've had it. <laughs> It's just a trophy. It's the trophy for the contest. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's made out of some crazy shit. It's, it's, nobody the, knows that the crystal is so fucking perfect. Yeah. That you can. Oh, my creates, God. It, like, if you focus phasers through it, it creates a weapon that can cut a planet in half. It's like a super phaser. Yeah, it's just crazy. All right, I'm in. I'm in. And there's chili involved? Fuck yeah, man. Dude, I should be writing this episode, this, this whole show. Great. Fuck. I would love... This is great. I love it. I'm going to pitch that one for sure. And you get uh, to have some funny moments where, like, O'Brien, because he's Irish, eats, like, some chili and he can't handle it because Irish people... Yeah, he's like, this isn't this isn't goat's fucking bladder. What yeah. is this? Yeah, what is the sheep stomach or whatever? That's not Scotland, but whatever. I guess it's Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Look, there might people I can make fun of them. <laughs> Josh always says my people, like I'm not also Irish. <laughs> guess I'm not red enough. Nope. <laughs> That's all I got. Signed, Boston Sean, Petty Transport Officer, currently looking for a new assignment. I hear the lollipop is a good ship. Oh, nice one. <laughs> I wonder if you have to be a captain or to be assigned, or if you automatically get promoted to captain once assigned. I think they offer you like a good captain's options, like stock options and stuff. Dude, get me on that ship. Get me off this fucking satellite. Why? Why do you? Are you sick of it? <laughs> uh, no. I, I mean, we got perfect strangers and dune buggies. What else do you need? I guess you're right. Do they have perfect strangers and dune buggies aboard the USS Lollipop? And maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Our next email is from Alan M.K. Jenkins Esquire. Wow. Wow. And um, <laughs> it is entitled First Time, Long Time. Okay. 
and it begins with violin music plays. All right. So Pitch have it. fun not having that in the background. <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but. <laughs> Dearest Trek boys, it has been several star days since the beginning of M Class Podcast, but this is my first time writing you. Whoa. I write at a period of strife. As I struggle through the first season of TNG because I have a disease that makes it impossible to skip things. Good, that's a good thing to do. You're, it'll be worth it, trust me. It's worth it. We found that about my affliction in the year of our Space Lord, 1995, when my mother bought me a Skip It and I almost died. You mean a morning star for children? <laughs> I like that you changed it from Bop It to Skip It so that everybody would get that joke immediately. <laughs> Uh, what are your tips for getting through the episodes like Code of Honor, where I want to end it all? My tip is to not watch it. Just fucking... Look, no, I disagree. We rarely disagree, but I think you should watch it, because it makes it makes the other episodes so much better. Like, to see, like, the arc of the show, oh my god. Now, having said that, I myself, having seen the episode, will not watch it, because I've seen it. Here's, here's the proper path. A lot of people used to write in and ask about this. I guess everybody found out and they don't ask anymore. Yeah. Um, the best way to get into Star Trek is to find a watch list online. There's one going around the Discord right now that's really good. And uh, watch through that watch list until you're hooked. Until you're like, this show's fucking amazing. And I really want to watch more And then of it. you say and go back. And then you back. go back to the beginning and start watching. Here's my suggestion. <laughs> Find my watch it's list. stupid. Don't which, do it. Find my watch list, which is the Wikipedia page for all the episodes, and start at number one. <laughs> wow, what a terrible idea, Josh. <laughs> they need it. Look, I'm not going to coddle these people. They need to fucking... They Josh. need to do it how we did it. <laughs> Josh, not a fan of coddling. We've established that. Get the fuck... <laughs> grow up and watch the episodes. You'll, you'll, you'll be better for it. Just do the watch list until you're hooked, then watch the episodes from the beginning. Do all of them, because you 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 need to. You just you, run the risk of, like, somebody watches, like, three bad episodes in a row of Star Trek, and they're like, ah, I can't get into the show. Dude, Survival of the Fittest, man. And then they'll never know how great Star Trek is. Survival of... They weren't, they weren't ever invited to the party anyway, then. They couldn't hack Damn. it. Damn. I did Sorry, it, Alan. and I love it. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Looks like you're fucked. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Jeff's the drill sergeant you want. I'm the one you don't want. That's true. <laughs> like, usually in, like, the sugar and spice, like, sunshine and rain duo, I'm the spice and rain. I don't know. But for some reason on M-Class, I'm not. <laughs> I, think, I think it's pretty even. It evens out. It's true. It's It goes back and forth pretty heavily, depending yeah. on what we're talking about. It's a one-two punch, really. You can't avoid it. <laughs> uh... Finally, remember how in Star Trek with Kevin Sorbo, they had guns that looked like big double-ended dildos? Weird. I never watched Armada. I never watched it. It's it's Andromeda. Andromeda, sorry. And it's obviously, they had the idea for like, it's like a lightsaber and a phaser put together. Put together, yeah. But I, it does look like a big metal dildo. I confused it with that terrible uh, uh, Ernest Klein book, Armada. Uh, Andromeda's probably just as bad I've talked about this before but Andromeda's fucking terrible 
I and, never watched uh, it. The idea for it is fucking genius and would have made an amazing show. Yeah, you told me the idea. Yeah, yeah but Kevin Sorbo, you're already putting yourself behind the eight ball. <laughs> it's true. Like, Kevin Sorbo, once he, like, left Hercules, the legendary journeys, like, lost his fucking mind. Yeah, he's insane. Him and uh, Lorenzo Lamas. What was Renegade? Remember Renegade? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. He went crazy, too, I think. Um, They, like... But, like... Kevin Sorbo has like I, f- I felt bad for him when I found out about it. Like he his entire career is based on the fact that he's a um, handsome muscle man. Yeah, and well. he has a disease that eats his muscles. Oh, and really? That's that's why like he doesn't have his shirt off all the time in Andromeda like he did in right. Hercules. And uh, so that's where his career went. Uh, that like, sucks. He he's charismatic and he has muscles. Like if the Rock lost all of his muscles, he's also not going to have a career. No, I disagree. I love the Rock. <laughs> the Rock is actually funny. Yeah, he's self-aware. It's because he was a wrestler, so he gets it right. Like he gets yeah. like how to do that. It's weird seeing him when he was a wrestler and he's like super muscular, but then you see him now and he's like a hundred times more muscular well, somehow. He, yeah, he did like the, I mean, he did like what Stallone did. Like they just worked the fuck out like all the time. Probably, I mean, Stallone definitely took steroids. Like there's You no, can look at Stallone's arm and see the steroids going through the million veins. It's, it's a, a legit <laughs> pill just going through his veins. Yeah. Ah. And you just see it going through, like fucking, Ugh. he looks like when Bane does the fucking juice. The juice. And his, yeah. his like veins move. Pop That's out. what he looks like all the time. Yeah, man. They. I mean, I don't think The Rock does that because nah. I, I think he's like pretty like not with that shit. But like, yeah, in the eighties, like I mean, I'm sure Schwarzenegger did. I mean, fucking like uh, Hugh Jackman probably does steroids to be Wolverine. Like nobody looks like that. That's fucking no, insane. Not really. Man. I mean, like the thing is like. Hugh Jackman will go on the record and say that like he doesn't eat or drink for like well, that's, eight hours that's what bodybuilders, shooting a scene. That's what bodybuilders do. They don't drink yeah. water, so their veins pop. It's sick, dude. It is sick. Um, fucking speaking of steroids, did you watch the uh, Bash Brothers experience? No, I heard about it, but I didn't. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't dude, had time. It is time so to, fucking funny, dude. It's like, what do they do? Like, like what? The thing Fuck. they have not put out anything in nine years, and now they come out with a fucking. This shit. And they came out with a fucking visual poem about the goddamn Bash Brothers. The fucking stupidest shit. It is man. so fucking funny. Though. Oh, it's man. like it's just a bunch of songs strung together with this like ridiculous framing device they have going on. That's funny. I, I gotta uh, watch it. Anyway, he finishes the email by saying. Eh, Anyway, (laughs) goodbye for now. Never give up. Never surrender. Nice. Yeah. Signed signed Alan M.K. Jenkins Esquire, the NSEA Protector, Rec Center 2019. I love it. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Awesome. So good. Starring Rock Ingersoll. Guy Fliegman. Guy Fliegman. Guy Fliegman. I fucking love Guy Fliegman. <laughs> fucking greatest name. Our next email is from Axe Wizard. Whoa! And it is entitled Amusing Subject Heading. Nice. Good job. You did it. <laughs> Dear Yef and Yosh. Okay. That's, yep. I hear you're in a bit of an email drought. Oh, yeah? Uh huh. Uh huh. I'd like to help, but whenever I try to write in, my brain seizes up, and I can't think of anything to contribute. Welcome my to being sincerest alive. apologies, 
The Axe Wizard of Megas 2. <laughs> Thank you for the informative email, Axe Wizard. I thought his name was just Axe Wizard, but or their name, and now it's it's the Axe Wizard. He's in charge of the axes. Like he's been doing Axe Wizard from Megas 2 since that episode on the Discord. <laughs> like he's like changed a lot God, of shit. To Axe that one's Wizard. one of my favorite episodes. I love that one. I love that too. It's so. We need to go back and do more. I know on the animated series. They're so bad though. Did we do the um, Quetzalcoatl one? <laughs> we haven't done that one yet. We'll that one's crazy. Um, I, I wish I remembered Axe Wizard's uh, Instagram. You might be able to find it if you just search Axe Wizard. He does this really cool like uh, Adobe Illustrator kind of like oh, vector cool. art. That's cool. Like, he did the art for Tapon's radio on subspace. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he's really fucking fun. I love that little art That's style. That's cool. So. I got a new phone, so I don't remember my Instagram password anymore. Uh-oh. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Instagram yep. sucks. You know how long it's been since I've logged into Instagram? Gotta be, like, four years, five years. Jesus, it's gone, dude. <laughs> Our next email is from Aryuns. Okay. Uh, let me see, let me see if I remember how to say this right. Rian, 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 Rian. I don't know. Um, Rian. I can't read because it's not uh, in front of me. And it isn't. It's R I A N. Rian. It, they like she explained how to say her name to Bam streaming once, okay. and I was there. Well, I'm but, just probably ruining it. I'm sorry. Uh, I've ruined it every single time I've ever said it. So it's okay. It's entitled, Totally Not a Copy and Paste Email. Okay, so I believe that. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> hey there, Trek boys. Trek, Trek boys! <laughs> Big fan of you here. Oh, like the letter you. you? No, Y-O-U oh, and cool. us. Thank you. How about that episode of Star Trek you talked about last episode? What a doozy! Oh, I thought it so was very good. cool. I can definitely see how this isn't a copy and paste email. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Here's my Boston Sean Dupree's Pitch It or Ditch It. All right, let's do it. It is entitled Trek Boys, The Quest for Love. What? <laughs> Ensign Kevin is in his bunk, minding his own business, when a spacecraft quake jolts him out of his daydream. <laughs> when he wanders towards the commotion in his pajamas, he finds out something isn't entirely right with his fellow crew members. I like how Kevin is sleeping over in this one. <laughs> We're having a sleepover. <laughs> as they have been making several romantic advances at him. Torn between his freshly budded romantic feelings and his moral compass driving him to find the cure for his crew, Kevin is sure in for a fun adventure. (laughs) How will the crew get through this conundrum? I like how we're not even in this one, actually. Are we the crew? Is that that us, or what? I don't know. The thing is, Kevin goes other places. He's an inspector. He's a Starfleet inspector. Should we tell Kevin he has his, like, first, like, fan fiction about him maybe like he on the last episode he found he was like what is my story anyway why am i here Good and i was like oh you're a starfleet inspector you get sent to in- inspect us to make sure we're up to regulation but yeah. then you just fuck off and do the show with us that's cool what a cool inspector that's <laughs> the reason why we haven't been shut down yet so thank god if you're a patron, you'll have seen every audio log that we put up, which is a little behind-the-scenes stories that are happening in the M-Class universe that we yeah. put up. Uh, there is a little blurb at the bottom from Admiral uh, Paris. Oh, Admiral Paris is in charge of us? Goddamn, he's a hard-ass uh, dude. That like, dude hates his own son. 
No doubt, right? I mean, I do too. Owen Paris is his name. Admiral Owen Paris. And he mentions Inspector um, Cole several times in them. Crazy. Apparently, Inspector Cole is not doing his job. Uh, well. And Admiral Paris is upset about it. Yeah, well, you know, fix your dad's son issues, right? Yeah. Fix yourself before you go fixing Starfleet. <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, clean your own house up, you fuck. Uh, I'll pitch that. Kevin finding love. Hell yeah. I love that Kevin's getting love, in, both in Fuck email it. form and in story form. Dude, people love Kevin. Who doesn't? Kevin, like, like, on the Discord, like, they talk about us sometimes, but it's mostly just how much they love Kevin. Yeah, that's fine with me. I'm cool they with that. They love that guy. Uh, <laughs> thanks for all the podcasts. Live long and keep trekking. Nice. Lieutenant Reunes. Reunes. Okay. Kid hater. Of the SS <laughs> Infant Butcher 3. Craziest ship, man. I can't believe they let that one go. <laughs> well, it is an SS. That's fine. Oh, it's just like a... a Sovereign starship. Yeah. Infant Butcher 3. <laughs> I wonder what happened to the first two. Got too full of Infant Butcher, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Thanks for that email, Rin. Yeah, Rin. that was good. I, know. I tried. I really did. I really tried. You'll get it. Our next email is from Yakub, whose yeah, name I say right every time. I don't. I don't say anybody's name right. That's part of my shtick, though. I always say wrong names. Um, check out this vegan gach I replicated. What? Hashtag kapla. Hashtag dektahivis. I don't want Hashtag beach life. I don't want to eat real gach, though, either, so I don't know. Gach is just worms. Yeah, I'm not eating worms, worms, dude. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Fuck that shit. How do you envision social media in the Star Trek future? And before you give a monosyllabic answer, I know, no one enjoys the state of them at the moment, but you can't deny it's revolutionary. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people would care as much about that stuff in the utopia of Star Trek. See, I think people would be into it, but it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like, uh... Like, I fucking ate a sandwich, or, like, I hate the economy, or, like... I hate Sonic. Like, I went to the Grand Canyon. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be any of that shit. It would be, like, uh, we're this close to finding the nuclear quantum realm where uh, physics originally... <laughs> uh, like, physics of our universe originated from, and right. here's the details for anyone who wants to help along with the experiment. Yeah, I... F yeah, maybe it would be, like, a message board of, like, science or something. I, I, don't, I just don't think that... They like would. I still think there would be like a art social media for sure with people show like because there'd be so many artists. Well, the internet would the, still be in some form like a free space of ideas. So that so oh, yeah. that's the thing. But I, I like I don't think there would people wouldn't put pictures of themselves doing stuff so much. I don't think they would care. The doing it is what matters to them. That's why they're better sure. than us. We're horrible. I mean, there could be a... I don't think there would be so much as pictures of themselves. I think there would still be the pictures of, like, here's my wife and family standing in front of the Grand Canyon. Look at the majesty and beauty. Yeah. I just... I don't think it would be, like... Selfies would not be a thing. Yeah, maybe it would just be, like, a toned... Like, a super toned-down version of the bullshit. Oh, yeah. It would be, like, the beautiful... The most beautiful social media that ever existed. Would it be, like, the internet like in, like, 2009 when the internet was great? Before baby boomers <laughs> got the internet? It, I feel like it would be a lot of, like... There would be artists, scientists, like, engineers, like... That's a beautiful vision. 
like all these people who like create and make things and answer the big questions and they would all be sharing their information freely with each other because there's no yeah there's no like need for profit right there's no clickbaity or like there's no because click who cares right there's no profit no. yeah i mean social media would have a lot of like reporting and stuff of like issues and stuff like jake right. cisco style reporting you mean and scoops nobody McGee? would scoops mcgee <laughs> it'd be definitely scoops mcgee scoops but McGee. there wouldn't be like people angry that they're out there telling the truth and there wouldn't be people putting right. spin on shit yeah there probably would be uh I, I would assume there would be like a filter for that type of shit because like what if the romulans want to rig the election <laughs> That's true. That's true. How would end up with a Cardassian president? How would you stop it, right? Like, how would... I don't know. I don't think people would be getting their political information through their social media in the future. God, that would be wonderful. I think there would be real reporting, like, places in, like, the database that Earth shares. Yeah. For, like, real reporting of issues and, like, the politicians and stuff would be much more upfront about what they want to do because you can actually do those things in this future. It's not just a whole bunch of, I'll do this, but I'm never going to touch it really because it's too difficult. I think the real question we should be asking is like, so like, let's say you go to Cisco's, the restaurant, right? And like mm-hmm. you, 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 tra- you teleport, you transport to Louisiana, New Orleans, and you really mm-hmm. love the, the food. You love it. Is mm-hmm. there like Uber I mean, uh, Uber Eats. <laughs> oh, can you get it, like, transported yeah. to you? Can I get, like, a... Be- can you beam me over some, like, Creole food? Because I really want it. Here's the thing. Um, yes, but not at Cisco's. Because he doesn't Cisco's do that Cisco's dad would yeah. never do no, that shit. No, he wouldn't do that shit. He's like... <laughs> He'd be like, you come to my restaurant and you sit you down and sit, you eat it. And you have to listen to the piano. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's Okay. You have uh, to be fairly lazy not to walk two <laughs> steps over to your transporter. <laughs> Does every house have one? That'd be crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Because like Cisco talks about going oh, home. Oh yeah, he, talks he beams about, like, into transporting into his living room. Yeah. Wow. Like every house has a transporter. That you know what, man? I that would be amazing. It really would be. Oh my god, dude! Fucking imagine like you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I'm like. I'm feeling like I haven't done a whole lot in my life. Like, I haven't seen a whole lot. <laughs> right. And then, like, you look over at your fucking transporter, and you're like, I want to go to the Grand Canyon. You just, you just step it. in, and you're there. It's crazy. It would, would make Earth feel amazing. so small. It would make oh, everything yeah. feel so small. And it would... I feel like that's the problem with Earth, in a in a way, in right, the staying modern on era. Earth. Is like, yeah. we're... Or, like, I mean, like, the modern era of Earth, the real problem is we don't view it as a small place that we all share. We view it as a large place that yeah, we all have our territory. There's still limitation. Like, well, I think that that's, I think because, I mean, to circle back around to the internet, I think because of the internet, our generation feels like the Earth is much smaller. And, oh, yeah. I, and I feel like, like my parents, they, they don't know. They live in a different planet. They live in, like, a different it's- world. Like, like, a lot of our generation, like, I'm not going to say all of it because fucking proof is in the pudding online, right. but, like, a lot of our generation and the younger generations after us, we view the world as smaller and therefore, like, more precious. Right. And like, it, we're all sharing. The it. differences are, aren't as uh, apparent, it, yeah. if they are even differences at all. I, 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 I would could, argue that most of them aren't. And, like, I could... If, if we had a transporter in every home... 
and you could go anywhere on Earth, like, think about how much you would value the world that we live on. Yeah. And you can see all of its, it's great Because it becomes whenever. yours. It's yours, too, right? Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, we don't think of, like, we all, like... Like, like, go to the Grand Canyon, and we're, like, we take a trip, and it costs money, and we're, like, staying in a hotel that's not ours, or whatever the fuck you do when you go to the Grand Canyon, or whatever. Yeah, it's, you have to go through all this other yeah. stuff in order to experience the experience right. that's not that experience. It's not the good part. It's not you have the, to go through it's all not the, the bad part. Yeah, and, like, like, once you can just go to the Grand... It's like your backyard. It becomes yours. It's everybody's. Yeah. It's beautiful. But, you know. And it's, like... You feel responsible for that at that point. Yeah, like personally. if you go, if you step through a door and you're at the Grand Canyon, and there's like some trash there, you pick you'll it be up. Like, there's fucking trash in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. <laughs> it's like this is my problem. I have to deal with this. Yeah. And yeah. I, th- I think that's absolutely fucking wonderful. Like I dream of that. It would like, be great. I look at I look in the corner where there's like a little shelf with stuff on it, and I'm like, that should be a transporter. <laughs> Like I should be. Able I, I'm to, not gonna lie to you; it would freak me out a little bit. It's there's a scary element to it, but only because like, we don't have them, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm sure if you told somebody. I mean, I guess I'm talking to the wrong guy about this, but if you told somebody about planes before they were invented, they would be like, "Never, I would never do that." Yeah, but I know, like, rationally, like that planes are how they work. You know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. how it goes, so it's I can like, understand that. It's like there's there's a certain fear to it. Like yeah. I don't really know how this works, but I guess the difference is in the future most people do know how it works. Yeah, Heisenberg compensator. What's fucking genius? Whatever the fuck that is. It, Thanks, it Heisenberg. Lets you know where the electrons are in an atom because nobody ever knows where they are because they don't spin around. They pop in and out, and nobody yeah. knows why. They have no idea why they do that. I guess we'll find that out eventually. Hopefully, if we're around. Yeah. It's like. Transporters, like, if I had... I always joke and say that if I had one piece of Star Trek technology, it would be the replicator. Yeah, the replicator is tough to pass up because, like, so much shit you could make. And, like, it's really difficult for me to choose between the replicator and the transporter. Didn't I say this before? You make a replicator, you get an industrial replicator, and you replicate a transporter. (laughs) That's true. I don't think... Like houses and shit get an industrial replicator though. No, it's they're like special. Yeah, they're special. But like to be able to just walk to a hole in the wall and say pizza. I know a pizza will appear. Walk to a hole in the wall and say filet mignon, and it just appears. It's tempting in a way that's hard to not have. Cause like, damn man, I could just get like fucking delicious Indian food whenever the fuck I want. Fuck yeah, dude! I would be saying the if they had like a little thing in my house that said how many times I said a word. It would be 100% of the time you say the word curry. Dude, curry, I would order fucking, like, chai tea, like, out the ass. I'd be pissing pure chai tea out of my dick. I would never stop drinking chai tea. Ugh. I just, dude, I would just have steak so much oh that my eventually God. I would just ruin myself on steak and have oh to move on something God. else. Oh, my God, yes, dude. Holy shit, I fucking love steak. And, uh, prime rib, medium rare. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I go, I'll go full rare, baby. I don't give oh, a yeah? shit. Give me a tapeworm. I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> I, I've only had full rare once, and it was just a little too cheap. At a restaurant, it's tough, because full rare is basically, like, it's just not even cooked. But I'll go medium you gotta rare. You gotta get the sear on the outside, right? Yeah, like, you gotta go medium rare at a restaurant. You can't yeah, risk it. I usually, like, at some restaurants, I have to go medium, because, like, yeah. they'll just throw that shit on yeah. there for two seconds and I call know. it medium rare. I'm, I'm cool with it, though. I've, I've eaten it. I've eaten my of steak that's oh, yeah, the whole like, plate. Oh, yeah, like, I eat whatever steak comes to my table, dude. <laughs> dude, we talked about this, how we can both eat, like, so much steak it's like crazy oh yeah like dude i could eat like 64 ounces of steak and not stop no doubt dude like so good (laughs) like we went to this place that had these massive steaks i'm talking like fucking 16 ounce 18 ounce yeah yeah and my wife and i both got one my wife crystal we Mm -hmm. both got one Mm -hmm. and um Crystal was like ate like I don't even know like one fifth of hers yeah I ate all of mine all of hers and she had to talk me out of getting another one dude that's like (laughs) that's like my fucking my mom like when my mom like they like to grill out right like they grill out in the summer all the time Mm -hmm. and like my mom gets these like fucking giant like whatever like flank steaks or prime rib or whatever the fuck they get and like my mom can't ever eat it so she just gives it to me and i'm just like full of like two giant steaks fuck yeah that's a dream that's a dream scenario and i love it fucking i've only lived it once my mouth is watering right now i'm so hungry i'm really starved um is do your parents do the like uh well done shit no 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 Mine, mine always. No, did. no. Every time they did it, I fucking winced. No, it's it's like blood. There's blood coming out of these fuckers at my my. Dude, I would much rather do full rare than anything even approaching. My dad, uh, well done. My dad was like notorious for the rare. Like he would not even cook the steak. Like it was crazy. Like I don't know. Like she always, like anytime I order medium rare around like anybody's family members they're always like how can you eat that and I'm like you're eating shoe leather yeah no you can't that's it's a crime it's a fucking crime dude you can't the eat thing that. is like there are a lot of restaurants that literally take the trimmings from the actual steaks and just cook that yeah because you won't be able to tell the difference you don't if know. you're getting it well done yeah, it's disgusting. No, no, there's like reputable restaurants that will not give you that. <laughs> They'll be like, I'm, I'm be. not. You're just doing wasting that. the meat at that point. I guess you paid for it. You can do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, but like, it's like an insult to the cook and the chef, dude. Like, yeah. you can't. It's sick. I want a steak so bad right now. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably won't have a steak for the next year and a half. <laughs> and that's. It's all I want right now. I know. I'm even thinking about like eating at my mom's, which like I hate. <laughs> You might get a steak out of it. They make steak uh, in the summer, so I make an appearance every now and then. <laughs> and uh, corn Yacoub on the cob. Continu- oh, yeah. I love corn on the cob. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, Yakub continues, Obviously the writers for the older series couldn't predict the scope and importance of the internet and how it changed the way com- we communicate. That's what made me wonder about social media. Is there a place for a universal platform to share food pictures or request carpooling to the next station over? <laughs> Maybe since we mostly follow Starfleet vessels, social media use is banned because of security reasons. Honestly, with all the discoveries, retcons, and idiotic ideas, I'm surprised the showrunners didn't accept a huge amount of cash to include Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. Can you imagine Michael Burnham's wall of inspirational quotes on mycelium gram? <laughs> Live, love, and kill a Klingon. Nice. I've yours socially, Ensign Yakub of the USS Desktop Porn Folder. <laughs> <laughs> is it named new folder 
It's, it's named not porn. Not porn. Okay. Don't look in here, though. I think you're giving social media a little more credit than... I mean, it's only been around for, like, ten years, so who knows, right? Like, I hate Facebook. I, I don't go on it, so... Yeah, I don't go on Facebook. I, I just... I don't think social media is playing as much a part of the future as maybe Yakub thinks it will. It uh, got an orange putty from fucking uh, Power Rangers elected president. Yeah. So it's it's a bigger fact of life than we give it credit yeah, for. Yeah, no, I'm, I just mean, like, long term, like, in the long stream of things. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think know social if... media, is it exi- like, as it exists now, might not exist forever, but there will be a social media forever now. It's like something that human beings created that, like... Yeah. It's going to change as time goes along, but there will always be a social media now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I feel like there's going to be a social media janitor, like, yeah. or, like a guard or something. Like somebody who's like, there's going to be a job that's it's people's job to go through all of the complaints. Like there's going to be millions of people working this job. There already are the though. Co- it's that's like that's. Did you hear that thing about like the Facebook guys, uh, people who have to like look at all the bullshit on Facebook? Like, they're looking at horrible shit. It's like fucking their life up because they gotta see like terrible shit. Well, in the future, we'll also have a better algorithm for actually catching the worst shit. Yeah. And getting rid of it. Um, maybe it'll be like a robot thing. We'll just create the up. Maybe we'll make way. the fucking holograms do it. The the doctor holograms. <laughs> like the thing is, Facebook employs like a minimum number of people to do that job. Like far below the amount of people they would need to actually do it. Yeah, I don't and know. I I I don't know. I don't know if I agree that it'll be around. I I feel like maybe it won't. <laughs> I don't. I. I couldn't imagine human beings the way we are now ever giving up social media. It is a. It is a way to self-aggrandize yourself in a way that no. But one that's has ever why in Star Trek history. it wouldn't exist because people aren't into that anymore. They're evolved. Well, if we get to the Star Trek future, that'd be great. I feel like it's a message board type situation. But that's kind of how I feel. Like it's like old they call, a message board is a social media. Yeah, it's uh, like just because it ain't Twitter or Facebook doesn't mean it's not a social. Yeah, media. no, I, I that and then yeah, it's, then I agree. If it's just yeah, like sort I think of the, like a, I don't think the future is going to be Twitter or Facebook. I think those right. are going to go by the wayside. I agree. Like regardless of whether we ever get to Utopia or not, Facebook and Twitter have a limited lifespan. Yeah, hopefully we're near the end. <laughs> I still like Twitter for the most part. Yeah. It's all right. I like the thing about Twitter is that I just follow artists for the most part, so I just see this like stream of beautiful art every time I get on Twitter. Well, good for you, Jeff. <laughs> yep, it's great for me. <laughs> Everybody suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> so our last email of the night. Now that my voice is nice and sore. Yeah, baby. Is from Rich Masters, the Peyote Master. All right. Do you have to have w- listen to last week's episode to know? Um, it would help. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> there is a previously on. Oh, okay. Um, it is entitled "Better Late Than Never." One a.m. here, sideways frowny face. Okay. 
Trekest of nights to you, phantom thief goofus aficionados. <laughs> oh my god, it's already happening. So you think you can just swan off, be sick, then craw- come crawling back, huh? Who's he talking about? <laughs> well, I've got news for you, mister. You could pretend to have all the stomach bugs you want, but when you get STIs from Ryza... <laughs> seriously, Joss, wiener science is also the methodology and hypothesis parts, not just the experiments. You endanger everyone who visits Satellite M. Man, here's the thing about Ryza. I go to the replicator, I go, uh, hey, antibiotics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, here you go, here you go, take these. Okay, cool. Spivzy only popped in to drop off a get well card, and now he's got double space herpes. And don't get me started on Tapapi. She only sat on your toilet seat once, and now there's some weird space baby growing in her and controlling her thoughts. That's how you get it from me. (laughs) And Desrath. Well, Desrath just had a case of the blues, but it was still pretty bad. (laughs) So, in closing, never be sick again. Okay, I'll try. Migraines we can cope with. Insomnia will abide. Podcast firing, as long as it isn't this one. <laughs> he knows we'll all get of my over ailments. Ma- <laughs> we'll sort of get over maybe one day, possibly in the future, potentially never. <laughs> but space STIs will still forgive, I guess. But we'll be super sore because we all missed you. Well, thank you. think you. about it, Josh. Don't make us send Nagilam after you. Oh, I was seeing Nagilam. I was fucking fever as fuck, dude. <laughs> he was really here. I was like, he was, he was like, is Josh okay? <laughs> like, nah, you might not make it. I was like, I don't know Nagilam. You might want to use some of that space magic on him. And he was like, oh, maybe later. I don't feel like it I'm right just now. Anyway, weird, I've got to go. I'm a weird blue face. What can I do? <laughs> anyway, I've got to go. I'll be back. <laughs> Seriously, though, I hope you feel better, Josh. I'm here. I'm good. We're good. Not dying. So my my last episode was a two-parter, and I couldn't be sure anyone would have remembered it. So in true TNG fashion, most authoritative voice, please, Jeff. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Previously on Star Trek The Next Generation Season 8. It's like I'm watching the show. (laughs) Or how about... Previously on Star Trek The Next Generation oh my Season God. 8. Previously on Star Trek The Next Generation Season 8. <laughs> the Enterprise is saved in battle by a Jim Hadar first by the name of Toranima. What? Who has been set free of the encoding that guarantees allegiance to the Founders. He requests asylum, but he is on the run from the USS Abanax. Captain by Picard's old academy rival slash friend. And Tellarite, Captain Hethen Brainum. Wow. <laughs> Impressed by Picard's respect for his plight, Toranima tells the captain of a breeding and training complex for Alpha Quadrant Jem'Hadar. He hopes he can get to the young soldiers early, before their genetic encoding can take hold, and asks Picard to help him. Damn. Intercepted by the Abanax, Picard is told by Captain Brainum that he is here to take the Jim Hadar into custody and back to Starfleet after repairs to the Abanax are complete. Instructing Lieutenant Commander Data to sabotage both the Abanax and the Enterprise E, Picard leaves in a runabout for the Dominion base with Toranima and Data in tow. Nice. Abanax takes command of the flagship Enterprise and warns the crew that now Picard is a fugitive. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And now, 
the continuation. Oh my god. Was that authoritative enough for you? I felt like I was being, uh, my rights were being taken away. That's how authoritative <laughs> it was. Uh, we live in that time. Uh, uh, a side note, I went to Dunkin' Donuts today, and uh, three cops were in there, and I almost said, uh, wait, you guys moving in? And then I thought, oh, I don't want to get shot today. Oh, yeah, you can get the shit knocked out of you for yeah. that. <laughs> Stop resisting arrest! He's got a gun! It's a donut, but it looks like it's a gun! <laughs> Uh, you're white. You would have been fine. Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, Toranima and Data sit in the cockpit of the runabout while Picard sleeps. After two hours of the Jem'Hadar staring at him, Data asks why he's being studied. Confiding that he finds the android unsettling, Toranima asks Data about his life. Mm. Data confirms that he is not, at least in the Jem'Hadar sense of the word, alive. <laughs> and his goal is to be human. The first, instead of scoffing, understands. Hmm. You seek to improve your existence. Nice. In a way, Data explains, but he already has emotions and experience that has enriched his existence. But humanity has an intangible quality he finds wondrous. Uniqueness in an ocean of similitude. <laughs> the Jem'Hadar nods, lamenting that all Jem'Hadar are bred to be virtually identical, to think and act within parameters. Then where is the growth, Data asks. Even the Borg are able to improve themselves. Toranima cannot answer. Damn, he's fucking dunking on this dude. <laughs> fucking full on dunking. This dude's nine year lifespan is going to be real shitty after this. <laughs> he's going to be thinking about it the whole time. <laughs> Remember when that fucking mannequin dunked on me? <laughs> fucking sucked. That was a horrible uh, day. The title of this episode is The Third Way. Nice, I like it. On the Enterprise, Brainham holds a meeting in the briefing room. That's the Tellarite captain. Yes. It's obvious from his tone that he's furious with Picard and insists they catch up with the runabout as soon as possible. Geordi confirms that Data has sabotaged both ships just enough for him to fix the warp cores in a few hours, but the weapons won't be so easy to fix. It's clear Data didn't want the ships floating dead in hostile space, but he didn't want them in yeah, following either. Yeah, doesn't want to come after it. That's smart. Branham doesn't care about the motive. He gives Jordy the order to devote whatever resources he needs to get the ships back to full power and dismisses the crew. Hmm. In the shuttle, Toranima tells Picard the coordinates of the training grounds, making him a promise that he will kill Picard if he's tricking him in order to hurt the young soldiers. Okay. Picard states Toranima will have to trust him, and the Jem'Hadar states that trust is not nearly enough before knocking him unconscious. What?! Toranima then moves into the cockpit and subdues Data with a phaser blast. Whoa, fuck, dude. Toranima, you're crazy. <laughs> Be Beverly again, huh? I keep giving Rich shit because he refers to Crush Dr. That's Crusher Beverly. as Beverly. Yeah. Like, their best They're friend. They're on a first-name basis. Oh, yeah. He, he does the same thing with Riker. He calls him Will all the time. <laughs> They're friends. Beverly asks Riker, uh, enters Riker's quarters to find the rest of the bridge crew there and apologizes for being late. Ooh, they discuss what to do. Mutiny situation? Shit. Yep. <laughs> Obviously, they can't risk Brainum finding Picard, can they? Bev wonders if they should help Brainum save now Picard from himself. Has he finally gone too far, thinking he can save the Jim Hadar? Jordy sort of agrees. Picard simply doesn't know what he's getting into. Troy quite, right, quite rightly reminds them all that Jean-Luc knew better than anyone what he was getting himself into when he let Hugo. Maybe they shouldn't underestimate their captain. Yeah. 
a chime at Riker's door reveals Brainum is paying his commander a visit. Oh. And he doesn't seem all that surprised to see the rest of the signature Shit, staff. Shit, we're busted. Pretend you're a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Brainum tells the bridge crew he hasn't reported Jean-Luc to Nechev and reiterates he's not their enemy. Goddamn Nechev. <laughs> Brainum wants to give his friend the benefit of the doubt. He dismisses everyone but Riker, and in private, Brainum asks the commander what he knows about the Tellarites. They're reclusive and don't jo often join Starfleet on account of Will hesitates. Our general hostility and argumentative nature, Brainum finishes. You dumb shit. <laughs> Will admits he doesn't like generalizations, and Brainum agrees he shouldn't. They're lazy and sloppy. <laughs> But sometimes true. You mean just like Tellarites? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking pig. Yeah, suck it. As a species, Brainum admits, Tellarites love a good fight. It's why they work for the Federation as negotiators, lawyers, and advocates. Mm -hmm. The captain says he's known Jean-Luc Picard a long time and that the hardest fight he could imagine was getting that man to admit he's wrong. <laughs> but he'd never hurt him in order to do that. He leaves Riker with the statement that he wants to help his friend, and Riker should too. Nice. Picard and Data wake up to find themselves being unloaded from the shuttle onto the asteroid base of the Jem'Hadar breeding ground. These dudes love asteroids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> asteroids a good place to breed, I guess. Yeah, in a tube. Taken in restraints past scores of young, untested soldiers. The children stare at them with hatred and disgust, and Data tells his captain that he longs for the time he didn't understand what those glances meant. Aw, uh, Data. Toranima presents his prisoners to the Vorta, and she is pleased, asking if his mission was a success. It was. The Abanax and Enterprise will make fine prizes for the founders. This butthole. Is he lying? Hopefully. <laughs> It's taken a day, but Jordy has been able to get the Enterprise to full power, but the Abanax is proving more difficult. I could have done it sooner, but I was pretending to be a lamp. <laughs> he was in fucking Riker's room. Riker's asleep, and he's like, hey, hey guys, can, we, can I come out? Are we good? Is he here? <laughs> Clearly angered, Brainum orders his ship back to the nearest starbase and takes the flagship to follow the shuttle's warp signature. Damn. On the base, a tired Picard is woken by Data. The guards are coming. Toranima greets them, and Picard asks if he's in for another day of torture, and Data adding that this does indeed seem pointless. Toranima says they'll keep doing this until his men start asking the right questions. What? Picard is taken to a classroom and used to display the weaknesses of the human body, whilst Data's strength and reflexes are tested by the young soldiers. Toranima watches all with an air of disdain until one of the Jem'Hadar is asked why these two men refuse to fight back. The Vorta storms out of the room, demanding Toranima come with her. What? <laughs> the Enterprise follows the shuttle warp signature to the system where the base is located. Will, my best friend, <laughs> advises that this is obviously a trap. It's far too quiet. But Brainum is so determined he orders the ship closer to the base. It's far too quiet. Too far too quiet. <laughs> it's a little too rad. <laughs> As they approach, a squadron of Jim Hadar ships appear on the sensors. Oh, fuck. Toranima pulls the two prisoners from their cells and takes them to an assembly hall filled with the young Jim Hadar and the Vorta leader. The Vorta informs Picard and Data that they are to be executed to show these Jim Hadar what fate awaits any who oppose the founders. Shit. When the Vorta raises her weapon, 
Tora Nima shoots her in the back. Damn, fucking Vorta. You gonna fucking get cloned, you dummy. <laughs> you get a Vorta number eight, bitch. Yeah. Above the base, the battle does not go well, and the Enterprise is taking a beating from the multitude of Dominion ships. Brainum says at least they'll go down fighting, but the crew seems less than impressed. Yeah. Toranima stands over the dead Vorta and tries to convince the assembled children that the Dominion is not the true way. He says the Vorta's treatment of Picard and Data, two men who had risked everything to help them, showed how unworthy the Dominion are of the Jem'Hadar's loyalty. Damn, they're alpha as fuck, dude. These alpha <laughs> Jem'Hadar are crazy. He gives... <laughs> alpha as fuck. <laughs> F. F. He gives an impassioned speech that the children seem to be listening to before a shot rings out from the crowd and hits him square in the chest. What the fuck? Picard is distraught and tries in vain to keep the soldier alive, pounding on his chest to keep his heart beating. Life is victory, Toranima whispers before dying. That's awesome. Picard refuses to stop trying to resuscitate Toranima, and the Jim Hadar around them seems shocked, moving closer. As Data warns the captain they're surrounded, one of the Jim Hadar places a hand over Picard's and nods to another. In space, well, you know, everything's in space, but like up in space or whatever. <laughs> the <d> I <laughs> love it. This is the same thing I say, and people get they roll their eyes, and I'm like, yeah, everything's in space. <laughs> the Dominion ships suddenly stop firing. Brainum gives an order to keep fighting, but R R Riker belays it, telling Hawk to power down. Damn, Hawk's still alive. I love it. <laughs> He's still here. He hasn't floated out into space dead yet. <laughs> Poor guy. The Dominion ships form an ominous corridor to the asteroid, allowing the Enterprise to collect their crew. What? Back on the Enterprise, Picard and Brainum have dinner in Picard's quarters. His friend is still furious with him, and they debate for and they debate the last few days. Brainum says this wasn't another academy debate. There wasn't some magic option that would have solved the problem to everyone's satisfaction. Picard argues that if they stop looking for the third way, they may as well go back to their own planets and disband the Federation. That's great. Brainum gets up from the table, ending dinner, and maybe their friendship. What? If there's only one option, he says before storming out, I'd rather it be victory. Mm. And victory is life, Picard whispers, staring out his window pensively. Oh my god, that's so fucking good! <laughs> that is... Amazing. Dude, that life is victory line, that hit me, man. I was like, Dude, shit, that's fuck. fucking great. That was wild. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I definitely got to pitch that one. I got to pitch them all for sure. That's the best like, one. That, that's the, that hit me in my heart bone. That's the best one, dude. And done. This was the hardest one I've written so far and left me a bit exhausted. Maybe this is why they have a writing staff rather than one <laughs> idiot in a laptop. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes, like, one person will write the story and then they write the script, like, in a writer's room. Yeah, I mean, you're writing better episodes than Star Trek is now and you're one guy with a laptop, so yeah. maybe they should switch the fuck over. Yeah, maybe they need to hire you. Also, maybe uh, they need to abandon their show and start making season eight of Star Trek Next Year. Yeah, no fucking doubt. Yeah. I hope you both enjoyed this one. Love me some Picard. Hell yeah. Jeff, never, uh, never any need to feel guilty reading these out. I get a real kick out of doing them, and while I'm sure there are those that don't, I'll keep doing them as long as you guys keep enjoying them. I'm gonna them. fuck with those people think. Haters! Uh, 
there there are two notes I would like to leave here. One, what he's mentioning that I feel bad sometimes that this show, which uh, no longer exists, I guess. Uh, <laughs> This show is entirely predicated on the fact that a bunch of talented, funny people send us questions exactly. and pitch it or ditch it exactly. and story times and shit. And it's like, I feel like they're the ones that should be getting all the attention. Yeah, we're just sort of like the relayers of info, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, I read things and react to them and Josh reacts to them and makes jokes. Yeah, that's that's pretty that's much literally it. the whole show. Pretty simple. Um, two, uh... Uh, somebody who ref- who did not identify themselves sent my pal Rich a mean email telling him to stop sending in pitcher digits. No. Uh, I would like to tell that person, um, go to your iTunes, where you, if you're listening to this, <laughs> go to subscribe podcast and click the fucking X next to this because you're not fucking allowed to listen to it anymore. Oh, my God. Get my dick off my body. Wow. Go, go to that fucking YouTube, hit unsubscribe Whoa. on that bitch. Go to Twitter, fucking unfollow Ow, on that motherfucker. That's the one that hurts. <laughs> go to SoundCloud, fucking unlisten. Delete it. I don't know what they got on that. <laughs> delete fucking it from delete your cookies. Your, delete your internet, delete your life. Take I want to fucking hear Internet it. Explorer, drag it into the recycle bin. <laughs> <laughs> like... I don't want anybody saying one fucking sideways word to my boy Rich. No, he gives man. us a beautiful story time yeah. every fucking two weeks. I know. It's so good. I, I can't. God, it's fucking so good. It makes me feel like we've all fucking, like, everybody who's listening to this podcast and us, we all, like, gather around the campfire yeah. and I read this story it's super, that Rich has made It's super for intimate. Us. It's super fun. I love it. I love it, and uh, if you're not into it, that's fine. Like, if you're not like, if you're not a story time guy, that's fine. That's why I read this email last. Yeah. So you you can skip it if you want. You can also bop uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you could. Don't skip it if you're allergic to it. If you have the religion that you can't skip it, <laughs> you can bop it though. <laughs> but it's just fucking like, this guy gives us all this amazing free content, and some fucking prick hole. <laughs> Was like, I'm going to fucking tell this guy not to send it, because I'm not a fan. Maybe they're jealous. Like, yeah, they're for sure jealous. Like, this dude is writing 10 out of 10. I'm jealous. It's amazing. I mean, I'm like yeah. a healthy jealous. I Look, Rich, you're right. This is an incredible season of Star Trek stories. Like, I... I dream of a world where we got this. Like, oh my god, dude. Oh yeah. Like, I close my eyes at night and this season plays. Like, yeah. it's so fucking amazing. It's my dream season. I need I need like like a book of I just I don't know. I need like some physical form of this so I could look at it. Well, uh there was talk Rich and I had talked before cuz I had made uh like an episode art, like an yeah. M-class style episode art for his pitch it or ditch it yeah. before. And he wants to create like a uh, a script type thing, like where you can read these and it has the art right. at the top of them. That's cool. As like a PDF or something. So it might happen one day. Well, I'm in. Whatever it takes. I'm in because I want that to happen, and I can keep these stories and read them forever. And also, you have to pay me money to get that art. So I'm there on board go. for that That's too. A win, win, win. Three wins. The the third win. The third way. The third wayne <laughs> He finishes out the email by saying, Loves y'all, Rich, facilities manager aboard the IKS Rotaran. Okay. 
Cleaning the bloodstained floors isn't that bad, but it's really hard procuring all these red light bulbs. There are other colors, people. Right? What's up with that? <laughs> What's up with... Why does the guy look so They must have real ominous. fucked up vision when they get off of those things. Maybe it makes them, like, real horny for battle or something. Who knows? It's one of those, like, color theory things. Like, McDonald's is... It's, yeah. like, makes you hungry. Yeah. Maybe it makes you fucking hungry for battle. I don't think red and yellow make me hungry. Nothing really makes me hungry for McDonald's except maybe, like, extreme starvation. I like McDonald's fries a lot. I do, too, which is weird, right? Like, McDonald's... Well, it's not weird since they're, like, salt with, like, a little tiny bit of potato. It's, like, nine just pounds of salt. salt and a little bit of potato. I like the cheeseburgers. I'll just eat, like, four of them and then shit my brains out. Uh, like, McDonald's has kind of alright chicken sandwich. I don't have, trust like, the chicken at McDonald's. Don't get me it's started. It's not real chicken. It's made of kangaroo I, or something. I know. It's not bad. It's, I, I don't, I've had a bad chickens there. Well, the thing is, like... Uh, here's a challenge for everybody out there who goes to McDonald's and gets who like swears by the chicken nuggets and McDonald's. Do not ever eat take, those. Take your little dippers and set them to the side and just take a bite out of that chicken nugget and tell me what the fuck that tastes yeah, like. Yeah, don't dip it. Don't fucking dip it. Just eat it. Like just. Raw. I realized the I realized like a, a while back, like this year, but a while back this year that I had never eaten a chicken nugget without, without dipping sauce. it. I love. And I took a bite and I was like. This is awful. No, it's terrible. It's fucking terrible. Uh, I love Wendy's chicken nuggets. They're my favorite. They're so Yeah, Wendy's good. chicken nuggets are good, especially when they had the spicy nuggets. Bitch, they got them sriracha sauce now. Oh, my oh fuck, my dude. Oh, my God. So goddamn good. I'm erect right now. Dude. Where the fuck they did got, you go to Wendy's? They've got weird, like, nugget counts. Like, like you can get, like, okay, at Burger King, like, their nuggets are, like, okay. They're not great. They're, like, Burger Kings are kind of, like, few and far between the, out here. Yeah. Well, like, you can get... Here, you can get 10 for $1.50, $1.50, which is, like, absurd. So, like, oh, you yeah. better be getting them. And, like, they're okay. But Wendy's, I think it's, like, four or six, which is, like, what kind of number is this? Like, Yeah, like, who the fuck eats four I chicken I nuggets? four. I need, like, at least six. Like... But, but I want more than six. You know what I mean? Like, I want ten. Ten's, yeah. like, a good I'm number. I'm trying to get a ten-piece. Yeah. Ten-piece chicken nugget. That's how it works. And if you say the wrong number, they, like, fucking laugh at you. They're, like, assholes. Like, bitch, I don't fucking know what... Why Dude. Why is there... It's, like, the metric system. I don't fucking know what a kilometer of chicken nuggets is. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of fucking, like... Every time I go to, like... I think it's Wendy's. And I order, like the like frosty yeah. and I'm like yeah I'll have like a, a medium they're like <laughs> we don't have medium you fucking it, idiot it's like, I don't know it's small or large like, why would you have a medium why don't you pick one of them and give it to me you piece of shit give me the large that's what they want they want you to just be like give me the big one yeah I just I feel I feel bad for fast food workers, but there are times like I, like ninety nine percent of the time I feel bad for them. But when the I'm in the fucking drive through and they laugh yeah. at me, I don't feel that. Yo, bad I watched it. Moment. I watched like a kid. I don't know how old he was. He was probably like twenty something. I watched him very professionally and nicely handle some crazy old guy at a Burger King one time. And I was like, this kid fucking does not deserve this shit. And he no. he fucking handled that shit like a fucking... I would not have handled it that way. I'd have been like, look, dude, get out of here. <laughs> like, you can tell... Like, that's the phrase, isn't it? Like, you can tell a lot about somebody by how they treat whoever's waiting on yeah. them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
I just don't understand like taking that type of attitude. He was mad about people. his sandwich, and it's like, look, like he didn't fucking dude, make your sandwich. Old dude. people, man, old people, they cannot go to fast food. They, they, old people fucking cannot go to fast food restaurants. This isn't fucking like a restaurant. They just make it out of a thing. Like it's what it is, dude. It's always the same. I don't know what you're complaining about. It's the same shit every time. Like, if my sandwich is fucked up, like, if I order a sandwich and I order it with, like, ketchup and mustard and it has, like, mayonnaise on it or something, nine times out of ten, I'm probably just going to yeah, eat exactly, it Yeah, exactly, because that's how you but and I are. We'll just be like, well, whatever. But if it's, like, really fucked up, like, if I order... If there's a rat like, in it, a chicken yeah. Sa- if, if I order a chicken sandwich and they give me, like, a fucking, like, one burger... Yeah. I order, like, three chicken sandwiches and they give me one burger... Yeah. I'll go over and be like, hey, man, I'm really sorry to bother right. you, but it looks like I didn't really get what I ordered. Yeah. Like, if you wouldn't mind. I would, I would be like, maybe you gave it to somebody. Maybe somebody got my order or something. Yeah. You know, I don't know. But then, yeah. like, you, like, these people come up and they're like, my chicken yeah. sandwich had the wrong yeah. amount of titties it's, on it. It's absurd. It, this guy. How dare you? This old fuck was just miserable, and he, like, wanted to complain. And, like, the the kid was like, well, I mean, I'll give it to you for free. He's like, he's like, I, I'll give you your money back. And the guy was like, no, no. And he just, like, left. And I was like, dude, like, I don't even... Now you don't have your money or a sandwich. Like, what did you win? What did you gain from this? Like, nothing. You lost your fucking dignity in that transaction, like, too. And the, and the kid just sort of, like, looked at me and tr- And I just, like, shook my head, and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I feel like I have to say sorry to this kid for this fucking old asshole. Yeah. I mean, like, having that little bit of empathy from somebody probably made that a hell of a lot easier for him to deal Dude, with. it was stupid. Like, it's that's all it takes is a little bit of fucking empathy, and then you're in the Star Trek future one day. Hopefully. That's all it takes. Hopefully. And next thing you know, curry replicators. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Like... Oh man, I would go to like a different restaurant somewhere on Earth like, every, every day, day, right? You just and it's free. You don't pay money for it. Would it would be incredible. You're, dude. That's like my dream. Just eat di- something different every day. Oh my yeah, fucking that would god! Be amazing. I'd turn into a foodie snob. I'd oh be god! Like, this doesn't have the correct amount of. But you sauce couldn't because everyone ratio. does it. So who cares, right? Like. <laughs> You wouldn't be, because it'd be like, well, everyone goes to a different place every night, idiot. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if you don't, if you don't go to a different place every night, you just go up to your fucking replicator and you say whatever you want into yeah. it and it appears. That's how I always am, like, when, like, I get, like, a wrong thing. I just, I just think, like, well, now, now I am eating this today. Like, there'll be another time to eat another thing yeah like like if i go to a if i go to a restaurant and i get the like get the wrong thing especially if it's a fast food place yeah i'll be like oh my girlfriend does not suffer that shit she will tell and i'm the exact opposite i i'm like she's like a manager at a place yeah she? she well she's like a better human being than i'll ever be so like she like deals with it like a like a pro and like a, a grown-up and i just i just i'm like whatever it's fine and i, I honestly most yeah. of the time i'm just like it's fine i don't really care because i don't like the universe just gave me this right now i'm glad i'm eating that's how i kind of feel about it right? i don't even have that kind of that kind of look at it like i get it and like it's not the thing i ordered i'm like fuck it's not what i ordered shit yeah fuck man <sighs> i yeah I, I honestly like can i i can't say I've ever been pissed about it. I just don't have that in me. I don't really care. Like, there's so many things to be mad about, and I'm just like, that's not one of them. 
Well, you're mad about all the rest of it. I'm mad about all the other things. I don't have room to be mad about the food. I don't care about the food. I have to pick and choose. It's it's a weird era we live in where you can get like a dollar sandwich at a place and get and mad, get mad about, it. about it. I know. It's like fucking it's like literally like I don't know. It's just pure like crack. Like McDonald's food is just crack, right? Like it's addicting. It's like filling. It's delicious in like a bad way. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I mean like 99% of the time I'm not going to eat a McDonald's anyway. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to... There's a McDonald's right across from a Wendy's here. Go Wendy's. So I'm going to go to Wendy's. I know. Wendy's is, is great. J- JBC, dude. Yeah. Oh, God, I want a fucking JBC right now. Fuck. I go to, um, <laughs> like, Sheets a lot. The, like, they have, like, fried food and shit. Yeah. And, like, burgers yeah. and hot dogs and, like, uh, like Tex-Mex shit. That's, like, your guy's Wawa. Yeah. We and don't have like the burgers, big debate. Though. We don't have like that shit, which I I will concede is is nice, like burgers and shit. Oh yeah, you can get like a personal pan pizza there actually. Um, we can't. We get hoagies. <laughs> like they do, they do hoagies and stuff as well. Like I imagine Wawa is probably better at hoagies. Yeah, they also have. But macaroni you do and just cheese. choose what you want. So macaroni and cheese there is so fucking good. Oh yeah, they like Wawa's mac and cheese is better than Dude, if you said that because no one's ever eaten Sheets mac and cheese and said anything other than well, it's mac and they cheese. They got like flavors <laughs> like horseradish. It's fucking amazing. Sriracha. Like, Sheets did that for a little while and then they were like, wait, our mac and cheese is very mediocre. Never mind. It's oh, so creamy. <laughs> it makes me want to just creamy my pants. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand it. We're almost at the two-hour mark on this last episode. Ever last episode ever. <laughs> Uh, as stated before, we will for sure be back with more email sometime in the future. Uh, for now, like next time an email episode is supposed to roll around, you'll get a special treat Yay. for patrons and non-patrons alike. A freebie. A little bit of a freebie. A little taste. Get you. What's your whistle? <laughs> yeah, the first one's free. Yeah, tell your friends. Um... And then after that, we'll see how things go. We'll see where we're we'll at on the out. whole email situation. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll be back, though, at some point. For sure. And we appreciate everybody who writes into the podcast, whether they're prompted or unprompted. We love all your emails. Thank you. If uh, I'm sure there's a couple people who are um, like, what the fuck are you talking about? I sent an email and you didn't read it. <laughs> um, I edit for content. So I'm sorry. I, I've been sending emails this whole time, and I never got one read. Really? Where you been sending them? Yeah, M class emails, plural. Oh shit! <laughs> Looks like we both fucked it on that one. Damn it! It's like one time I sent you the episodes, and it was the other. It was like another Jeff Pennington. This yeah, guy's probably like, like what some the other fuck is this? What is this? Like, why did this asshole send me these stupid podcasts about Star Trek? He probably doesn't even know what the fuck it is. Like, he opened it up and it's just you talking to no one. He's like, what the fuck is dude, this? Dude, that'd be so funny. Holy shit. Just confuse the it's fuck pro- out of that dude. It's probably that special education teacher that has at Jeff That's who it and he was. was just like, he was just like, this shit won't end. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Knock it off. I have a family. It's just, it's just a Twitter account. God damn it. I give it to you, but I don't know how. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody who emailed in. Uh, if you would like to receive whatever replaces this a week early, 
or this when it comes back a week early, and tons of other free content, including art, audio logs, behind-the-scenes stuff, if any of that ever happens. Yeah. Uh, two other podcasts and a um, uh, talk over movies thing that we need to make another one yeah, of very desperately. We got so many movies to watch. Holy shit! <laughs> you can head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, and for as little as one dollar, you can get some of that. Yep, and probably all of that eventually, since it all unlocks after a certain amount of time. Don't tell them that. <laughs> Uh, if you want it this century, you should probably just go ahead and up your pledge. Because <laughs> I set some of that shit to unlock, like, years Holy from now. Holy shit. So, like, it's a time capsule, dude. Yep. That's cool. Hopefully, I still have some of the same opinions I'm talking about in that. That's true. Well, we're, we're pretty um, old, so I think our opinions are pretty baked in. Yeah. Than, you know, I don't know if it's going to change we're too like much. We're, like, the anti-baby boomers now. Yeah. We have much nicer opinions baked yeah. in. Yeah. We have like uh, thanks everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody for patronizing. Yeah, and uh, we will see you in one week's time for more M class goodness. Bye. Bye bye.